0: My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. Come again with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. Can't wait. What does that do? Does that
1: blow your mind? That just happened. It's time for some rank builders right here on In This League. Hello, friendos. Welcome into the In This League Fantasy Football Podcast. It is the Thursday rank builders where Scott Bogman and myself, Chris Welsh, sit here.
2: Let's go through our ranks. You're just hanging with us. You that's all that's really going on First here. and last name today. That is. Yeah. Uh, All right. Thank you, Christopher. Appreciate that. (laughs) You're welcome,
1: Scottifer. You're welcome, Scottrick. Scottrick, Scottrick. thank you. Scottrick and Christopher, that's right. Mm -hmm. Um, We literally are just going to be going through our ranks. We talk about them, you know, obviously throughout the week and they get in pieces of conversation. But this is us building and adjusting our ranks for the Fantasy Pros Contest. And maybe this is going to give you guys some insight into just a bigger scope of what we're doing and Bogman, you know, no big deal. We haven't talked about it a whole bunch, but I just randomly went and looked at the ranks and uh week seven, your boy, uh, 31st overall in the ranks. Wow, man. So that was my highest, this has been my highest performance. Uh, I was this, and this is a feat I'm going to take with me. I was inside the top 100 ranks at every single position. As a matter of fact, wow! I man. was inside the top 75 of every single position and two of them, I was inside the top 50. So look at me. Uh, it's not that big of an accomplishment at all, because it's not. Uh, but, you know, there's like a like 200-something rankers or whatever the number ends up being. And uh, top 31 is good. I finished higher than, you know, we could just out, rattle off random names like Jeff Ratcliffe, who's won this contest. <laughs> and we'll just, like, scroll down. Wait a minute. Where was Jake Seeley? Was he? Let's uh... look. Look, Lee. did I finish higher than Sealy? I missed an opportunity, by the way, if I did and I didn't mention it. I did. Oh, I didn't mention it on The Athletic. He That's finished disgusting. 81st. 81st. You know what, too? I think I finished higher at every single position than him. Except Man. RB. Wait, let's take a look. Did I finish higher in RB? Nope. He finished higher in RB by just
2: a notch, but I beat him in every other position. I just so. always forget to hit submit on Sunday morning. It's like without fail. I'll, I'll sit here on this stream yard with you talking about ranks we're literally doing it yeah. on sundays we do
1: a uh, a show where it's right before well we like as soon as we're up. done with
2: that show i'm into all right relax mode you know i'm going to watch my game i'm going to watch uh you know the sunday ticket the red zone whatever it is and i just do not hit submit i'm sure i was like 255 out of 200 people
1: you were so. a little bit higher than that a little bit a no, little bit higher than thanks that.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's like add like a one to my number and
2: like you're in yeah. a little bit more uh, than that also congratulations
1: <laughs> yeah it's not a big deal i mean we don't really need to talk about it i'm just saying i did finish uh 31st uh higher than jake seeley and higher than all the other important people
2: you know it's you, you know it's hard when you're celebrating
1: 31st so <laughs> it is t- totally let's see how many rankers are actually were this week this last week because you know they're like, going to drop off oh yeah what is it 180 195 oh interesting i think some people are starting to drop off i see uh the cbs oh, it's guys been
2: well over 200 for the most part so. yeah they
1: must have stopped the i see like the cbs guys like didn't a couple of them didn't put their ranks in but it has 195 rankers
2: what is um, cbs taking a stand against fantasy pros or something maybe what's happening
1: uh, may, that might be the case. I just see, uh, I don't want to you know, throw out names, but a couple of the names uh, show up on the not ranked or not. Maybe they only rank 195. I don't know, mm-hmm. but uh, it doesn't matter, but that's how it was last week. So the rank building and the, all of that yeah, worked out in whatever favor it was, even though last week was the Amon Ross St. Brown situation. But I think everybody got screwed with it where, you know, every single person had him where he was. And then that, uh, that knocked them out. So Let's get through this. Let's talk about some of the weirdness in the ranks. Obviously, we did it over on the episode yesterday, uh, ITL Fantasy Football, where we talked about some of our favorite plays. But as far as ranks go, Bogman, at the quarterback position, uh, let's pull this up here. The Fantasy Pros consensus has Allen, Hurts, Burrow, Jackson, and Murray as your top five. Tua comes in at six. You've got Cousins prescott brady and daniel jones that is the top 10 on here i have tua at five this week so i'm surprised that they jumped up that high and and i want to mind everybody i did bogman and i do our ranks like we start like monday night because we have a show to do on tuesday morning so we're one of the first people to do it so we don't get the extra benefit of like all the rankers have done their ranks, and then yeah it starts off with that consensus. Like, you no, know, we get like the dirt consensus. So, I wasn't, you know, this was no following of anybody else. I moved Tua up to five up against Detroit, and I freaking, I think I've talked about it at Nauseam, but I love the matchup with the two wide receivers. And I guess I've just been kind of a Tua guy this year. Boggs, where do you have Tua?
2: I've got him at six, so Definitely. I'm right in line. I mean, it's Detroit. Detroit has the worst secondary in the league by a wide margin, you know. Uh, so uh, they, they've they just not been good there. So to a you know, with Tyreek and Waddle and him looking so good on Sunday night football, too. It's not just that, hey, this matchup is good. He's got good wide receivers. That's it. He looked good on Sunday night, you know, coming back from the major concussions and all that stuff. So uh, would like to – so he – you know, I would like it if he didn't lead his runs with his head anymore. That would be nice to What That'd the hell cool. are you doing? Learn how to slide, son. Uh, you know, he's, get it, get the Alabama baseball team out there. Get get the Marlins out there to teach him how to slide or something. I don't know what it is, but um, he keeps, you know, leaning into tackles with his head first. And that is not uh, something you want to see from him. But other than that, I mean, just he made those throws to Waddle look easy. And, you know, every throw to Tyree Hill is easy. You know, just throw it in his general direction. He'll go up and get it. He'll get it if it's low. I mean, the dude is unbelievable. So, I'm curious.
1: Great matchup. I'm curious about this one where you have him because uh, Jared Goff comes in at
2: 13.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. In this league,
2: somebody royally forked up. Somebody forked up. Why can't I say fork?
0: If you're trying to curse, you can't hear. Full shirt.
2: Holy mother, forking shirt boss.
1: I and I'm going down this well again. But I like golf this week. And as far as like a matchup goes, Miami's giving up the fifth most points fantasy-wise two quarterbacks. He's got him on our St. Brown back. DeAndre Swift practiced in full. He's going to be back. I feel like we're going to get Lions going again. I have Jared Goff as a QB1. I put him at 10 this week. I'm going pretty aggressive because I think that middle pack is, is not fun. And also, like, I'm compared. Let me look at what the fantasy. So, like, I'm just out on Brady and Rodgers right now. I'm just not going to go down that well. Now, Rodgers did um, well, wants a new. Actually, that was Kansas City. I was thinking, I spent so much time on the athletic talking about green bay and trading for a wide receiver and then Kadarius tony got traded but it was to kansas city (laughs) but like i'm out on rogers and brady right now in general if i have other another viable option that makes sense because brady stinks rogers stinks their offenses are not in tune at all i don't know what's going to fix it and jared so on your rosters
2: hold on on your rosters do you have one team that has brady and Goff on it on the same on the same team.
1: Um, no, that sounds so. like
2: a Welsh stack, Brady and Goff right there. But um and I, I this mean, week I would go with Goff. I would go. I with just Goff no over. way, not a yep. chance in hell. Goff has looked like garbage two weeks in a row. I know he's missed his uh his wide receivers, obviously, and Swift. That clearly hurts. But I mean, he didn't do it last week against Dallas. I, I just I have no faith in golf anymore. So um I I have both those guys ahead of him. I uh, you know. I just think that Brady. Um, actually, no, I have Rogers a little bit lower. Uh, I'm gonna actually put him above golf right now because I hate golf. Um, but uh, I still love golf too. You were the golf guy. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. He looks like garbage. Like he had a chance to say, okay, you know, yeah, I, I was a high pick. I got ousted out of L.A. Uh, they won the Super Bowl right after he was ousted, so it looked like he was the issue. But he looked good. And he's got weapons. And he is just flushing it down the toilet right now. Um, I'm ready for Goff to be gone, I'm ready for Bryce Young to get in there. I'm ready for CJ Stroud, Will Levis, I don't care, Hendon Hooker, somebody, uh, anybody that's not Goff to get in there and Who, make this offense click. Who would so. you
1: rather have Derek Carr or Tom Brady this weekend? Carr. Okay, because I you know what? I had Brady above, but I'm going Brady below. Okay, Brady or Garoppolo.
2: Um I think I have those right next to each other. Let me double check. I'm moving Brady below Grappolo and Carr right now. I'm just out on Brady. No, I, have Brady, I have Brady at 12 against Baltimore. It's Screw the you. the game tonight. Uh, Baltimore secondary is bad. It is a get right spot for Tom Brady. Um, you know, and hopefully with only four days, he didn't take any, uh, you know, days off to go to Mallorca with the supermodel or anything, whatever the hell he's doing uh you know uh, going to weddings and all that nonsense get your ass in the game what are you I don't doing think he's don't going with any super either retire model. or don't you know th- this is the frustrating thing about brady you can't be half in half out in the nfl so uh 4 days to prep i expect him to be much better uh pj
1: walker where do you have him i'm dying to know because that's someone i moved up i feel like yeah, it is aggressive compared to uh the consensus ranks he's 28th on the fantasy pros where did you where do you have him
2: I bumped him way up, well, so I got okay. him at twenty-six.
1: I have him much higher than you. What is he I'm
2: thirteen at... for you? No, I I'm mean... at nineteen.
1: I put him at nineteen.
2: So okay, it's... so give me a uh So you're putting him ahead of Dalton, Russ, Let Stafford. Me get back to my ranks here. Um, see, I'm
1: stuck on Stafford. I actually kind of want to move Stafford down. I have Stafford at sixteen. It's just I got the Stafford niners... at
2: twenty-one. The Niners defense good.
1: has been just waffly, though. Like, they're not
2: yeah, as but, good as they but were But they before. own the Rams in the regular season. They do. Yeah, you're so, right. About that. And uh, Bosa's back, and they have CMC. They can control clock a little bit more. So I have, like, um, you know, I moved them up. I moved them ahead of Mac Jones, who's starting. Marcus Mariota can't complete a goddamn pass. Uh, Zach Wilson's playing New England, and he sucks. I'm actually going to move him below. Who, Sam who are you saying you
1: have right above now. all these guys?
2: pj walker oh pj walker okay so um i'm i'm gonna all right there's sarcastic dickhead jesus like you you said like three different names i'm sorry i'm sorry sam ellinger i have at 23 i moved he was the guy that i moved up this week you move walker Uh, above him no i have walker
1: below him um see ellinger i think is just so difficult because we like we don't know exactly what we're getting into is it going to be 15 passes uh, that are just going to be 130 yards and maybe a but he'll touchdown. run
2: he will 100 yeah. percent run and he like i said he's like a you know he's like a right-handed tim tebow that i think that's a pretty good comp if you watch him play he doesn't have a ton of arm strength but he he's pretty accurate and he will absolutely make a play with his legs especially at the goal line i mean dude had so many rushing touchdowns at texas uh and it's almost to a detriment that he'll run and he'll lower his shoulder and try to run over some linebackers, too, uh, because he's big. He's like 245, 250, uh, and he's solid muscle. So um, this he, one might make he's me crazy. like a little bowling ball. He really is. I
1: have P.J. Walker above Trevor Lawrence this week, and my, oh, re- my reasoning is twofold. Denver giving up the least amount of fantasy points to quarterbacks And I think it is by, let me pull it back up. It is by a decent margin, averaging 10 points a game, giving up to fantasy quarterbacks, not a lot rushing, under 200 yards passing, under a touchdown. They're averaging more picks against quarterbacks than passing touchdowns. Take all of that and then also throw in, the travel to London and the London letdown. So I, I understand there could be, you know, it can get crazy and stuff like that, but I expect low total points. And this is a bad defensive matchup. They did just lose James Robinson, so they're moving to ETN. I just don't particularly like it, and P.J. Walker against Atlanta is a great matchup where I think they're going to be able to run and sling the ball a yeah, little AJ bit. AJ Terrell
2: again. is out for this game as well with a hamstring injury, the Falcons' number one corner, so uh, DJ Moore back on the menu, boys. You know, all, And I don't all that know
1: kind of if PFF had an average grade, grade on cornerback wide receiver matchup. I don't know if they were accounting for uh, Terrell being out. Uh, I looked at this yesterday. I'm actually going to take a look right
2: now because I feel like with Terrell out, that should be, shouldn't that be questionable? Uh, So they probably should have had him out, but I'm not hundred percent sure how they do that stuff at PFF. But look, I I understand, I understand the Walker love. And I really do understand uh, lowering anyone going over to, to play in London, of course, because it's a lot of travel and all that stuff. Here's the one thing I'll say about Lawrence. And um, I think, that this game is going to be a disaster for Denver because like the Jaguars, even though they have a new head coach in, in Doug Peterson, and everything, most the, all the players have done this trip before. Uh, everyone that's not a rookie has pretty much done this trip before because Jacksonville is the team that goes over to London more than anybody else. Cause Khan wants to move them to London eventually. So uh, he'll give up all kinds of home games to go to play in London. He gets way more money doing that. So they have experience going there and, Denver doesn't. I mean, you've already heard the complaints about Russell Wilson on the plane trying to do high knees while the plane's going and, uh, you know, praying and stuff loudly while everyone else is trying to sleep. It's like very weird stuff that's happening in Denver. And Hackett has not been good. I mean, the guy can't figure out the play clock in a sport that he's played his entire life. He's really going to figure out uh, the schedule in London. I don't know, man. Uh, This might this might be the uh the last straw for hackett here if they just get destroyed. So I have Lawrence a little higher. I'm a little lower on Russell Wilson. I just don't like this uh as a whole this week.
1: Is there anybody else that uh jumps in? We know Andy Dalton is starting, which I'm gonna move him. I actually haven't moved him up yet. We know he's gonna be the starter and I think that's a pretty where are you going to put him? Because I just had him kind of arbitrary
2: until we found out more. And against the the Raiders I mean Raiders... it's a good matchup against yeah, it the is Raiders. A good I have him in 19. I am like a spot ahead of Russell Wilson. I have a couple spots ahead of Stafford because Stafford's been so bad. And then the rest of the guys below him I have are all like not veterans. It's Pickett, Ellinger, Heineke, Davis Mills, PJ Walker, all the young guys that are kind of questionable to keep their job. I have Mac Jones way down there. I have Zach Wilson way down there because they don't throw passes in New York. So um, I don't know. I just buried the the young guys and the guys that have not been performing. And Andy Dalton's a little bit better than those.
1: I guys. moved Dalton actually up into the team. So that's going to move Walker down one. Uh, what about uh, Russ? You know, Russ doing all his length stretches and all that
2: bull crap on the plane there. You're going to, what'd you put 20, 20, he's less than a hundred percent and he hasn't been good all year. So like, I don't know. I still have him ahead of some of these, you know, inexperienced dudes, but he's got to be low. I would rather start. (laughs) I honestly, if I have Andy Dalton, I'm starting him against Vegas. Over. I am too. What about PJ Walker versus
1: Russell Wilson?
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey. In this league. Look at us. Look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought?
2: Not me. Not me. Not me. Who would have thought? Not me. Not me. Look at us. Look at us. Who would have thought? Not me. Not me. You know what? I would start Russ in that scenario, but honestly, I don't care. Like, you know, th- this is all the group of whoever you have the best gut feeling of. And in that, like, tier, I would have Wilson, Stafford, Pickett, Ellinger, Heineke, Mills, Walker, Brissett, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, and Mar- Mariota. Like, that, you know, bottom 10 or whatever it is, it's like, dude, if you got a good feeling on someone, okay, Uh, you know, I just don't. On any of those guys. So yeah. on the running backs,
1: the ECR, you've got Henry at One, Barkley, Jacobs, Chubb, Ken Walker comes in at number five on the ECR. McCaffrey, Taylor, Cook, Camara Mixon finishes it out, finishes it out. So where are you at on McCaffrey this week? Because I've got McCaffrey currently at four. I want to put him at one, but I'm going to keep him at four because he's going to be much more involved in the uh 49ers offense. I moved Taylor up to three in this game against Washington. And then I've got Barkley and Henry. So I don't have Walker inside my top five, but I do have him at six.
2: Uh, I've got Henry at one Barkley at two McCaffrey at three. So, uh, so you got McCaffrey over Taylor. Yeah. Over Taylor um, and over Josh Jacobs. Cause Josh Jacobs missed practice on Wednesday with a foot injury. They said, I thought maybe this was going to be like a veteran rest day, but they actually gave it a designation. So that makes me a little leery on him, but you know, he practices today he practices tomorrow. He's going to be fine. So he's still high up there Yeah, Look, JT. I'm just, I'm wondering what this offense looks like under Ellinger, right? It should be hand the ball to JT a bunch, but does that mean nine, 10 man boxes? And are they going to let Ellinger, you know, uh, change up the plays and make, make calls and audibles and stuff. That's because... what
1: I feel like is gonna happen. Don't you assume you're gonna put at least seven, eight in the box on uh Taylor and they're gonna make Ellinger beat them in the air until proven otherwise. Like that's they gonna should. be the early game
2: plan. They should. So I mean to counteract that the Colts should be passing the ball early, which also takes a little bit off of Taylor first play so... of the game should be a play action deep oh, to Michael Pittman. Deep. Yeah deep to Pittman or Campbell or whoever somebody uh, somebody should uh, roll out it's just
1: sure. one of those it's like play action to Taylor let him roll out and let him just bomb it to the big tall guy and let Pittman go up and try to set the tone
2: it'll be uh, it'd be hilarious if it's play action interception <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean I hope it doesn't happen but like we know that's what they should do so Washington has to know that's what they should do you know uh, watch for the play action here boys you know uh, yeah, one of those to start but yeah, I, I don't know. That's all chess and checkers and all of that. So, um, what, um, I'm hoping my guy uh, has a good week here. We'll see. What do you do? Well, what about Ken
1: Walker? Are you on? I got him at six. He's five on ECR right now. He's below Jacobs on the ECR. I also have, um, well, Jacobs is three on there. I have Jacobs at five. If the injury stuff changes, I might adjust a little bit. But where are you at on Walker?
2: I got him at nine. I got him behind JT Chubb. Uh, mixing against Cleveland. That's the worst run defense in the NFL and Dalvin cook versus Arizona. I just expect that to be a high scoring game. So nine, uh, firm RB one. And that's just what he is moving forward.
1: Uh, this one I'm curious about is swift. Swift got into full practice. Looked like he's going to be back. Are you going to drop
2: him back into the top 10? Uh, not the top 10. I have him. Yeah, I got right him at nine. Now. I got him right now at 11. Uh, I've got ETN at 10 and I have swift at 11. So see Walker uh, ET and Swift
1: uh, again, that, that Miami matchup in general is just like a, it's a relatively positive place. They, they almost average a touchdown per game. They actually average as far as like yards per carry, pretty low 3.8 yet. The total fantasy points are up. They give up a little bit more to receiving uh, running backs, which is going to work well for Deandre Swift. So I don't know. I'm just kind of, I'm willing to throw him back. And I guess I'm giving more benefit of the doubt to the, uh, Lions this week, obviously, than like you are, you know, because I'm I'm a little bit
2: more golf and they're going to get them on our St. Brown. I just feel like the offense is going to be clicking a little bit more. I just more. want it to see like them all together again one more week before I start giving in the benefit of the doubt because they aren't a clean team. You know, it's not like coming back and Jefferson cousins and cook. You know what I mean? It's not like that uh, for them. It's, you know, because Jared Goff is at the helm. It's just, questionable overall. So, uh, Swift's current ET. a little bit less. Swift's ECR is 19 right
1: now as we're recording this. So that we'll That's see how that changes. Low, well, but Come I think on. people, I think a lot of people just weren't doing anything while he wasn't practicing. And as we're recording this on Thursday, he's like officially <laughs> in uh, getting a full practice. in. so I think you're going to see a lot of updates coming in here
2: relatively soon. Uh, two other
1: really polarizing. I got, I got names. one for you. Oh okay,
2: yeah. 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 Let's hear it. Pollard, because it looks like Zeke is not going to play. So, uh, if Zeke is absolutely out of this game, he hasn't ruled himself out. The Cowboys haven't, but all the beat reporters are saying he hasn't practice all week and ain't gonna play, you know. So if there's no Zeke, let's just assume there's no Zeke. Yeah. What do you do with Pollard? Where does See, he this go? Is, this is funny that you brought
1: this up because I talked a lot about this with Jake and Brandon on the athletic this week. And Jake was a lot more kind of poo pooy about like, ah, you know, I don't know. I think, I think Zeke could get out there and he's maybe an RB three because he'll steal touchdowns and stuff like that. But I just don't see Zeke playing. I don't the see a scenario beat reporters
2: today on NFL network. Five minutes before we started this said they do not expect Zeke to play. So yeah, I don't know. was uh, from like Pelisaro, I believe. So,
1: so I've currently got Pollard at 18 and the ECR is 17. I I got to tell you, I do find it really hard to push him up because here's a here's a prime example of a player. I was actually going to ask you about this player, Raheem Mostert. Raheem mm-hmm. Mostert this week is going up against the Dolphins. Uh, I'm sorry, no, he is the, the Dolphins. He's the going up, uh, up against the Detroit. Detroit. The Detroit. And mm-hmm. Detroit is giving up the second most fantasy points to running backs right now. They're giving up the second most rushing yards, 24 attempts a game, 5.4 yards per carry, plus a few receptions. Raheem Mostert is the guy in a crazy positive pass offense that they can run and it's a killer matchup. But if Pollard's the only guy going up against Chicago, you know, Chicago is not that much further down. They are averaging um top seven, I think, in fantasy points giving up to running backs. I think those two are neck and neck, and I have Mostert, I don't know where you have him, I got Mostert at sixteen right now. I have him at seventeen.
2: OK, I've got Pollard at 15. Uh, So I have in this group, I feel like is fairly interchangeable Uh, that, that I'm going to list off here. I have Pierce at 14. Damien Pierce at 14. Pollard at 15. Miles Sanders at 16. Raheem Mostert at 17. Kamara at 18. Stevenson 19. Stingley 20. Ooh, so that's that up with group- Kamara down at 16. That's that's a new one. What
1: is Kamara? Kamara is nine on this list. So Kamara way down there is jumped out to me.
2: Yeah, Kamara sucks. I mean, I don't know what else to say. He hasn't been good. Uh, New Orleans offense hasn't been good, so I don't like him that much. So, uh, you know, how many points has he been putting up here, Kamara? He's not what putting he up put a up? lot of
1: points. Yeah. Just like one of the things that stands out to me, third most receiving yards given up to running backs is against the Raiders. Uh, 55 he has one game over catches. 15 points.
2: One, Kamara. Yeah, that's, that's wild. He scored yeah, 10 I mean, and a half against Arizona last week. Like he had, uh, and this is touching the ball eighteen times. This is not very few touches. He uh, ran the ball eleven times for forty-nine yards and had uh, seven catches for fifty-six. So he's getting yards, but they're not getting in the end zone with Dalton at quarterback. So you know, if if, if the touches point. are the touches are fine, uh, but they're not. He's not scoring, and this is what we want from Kamara, But this is why he's a high variance player, and he always has been. You know, he won you a league a couple of years ago, scoring six touchdowns on Christmas Day. Remember that? Uh, uh, it was crazy. So he, he literally won people leagues uh, that that year. But, uh, you know, very few people were in the championship with Camara uh, because he'd been hurt and uh, not playing as well. Early a fascinating
1: situation, dude. You might be in a situation where you got Ken Walker, Travis Etienne and Alvin Kamara. And if you can only start two running backs, Kamara is going to be the bottom of that barrel. He's the, he's the bottom B for sure. Right. I was going to ask you Pollard versus ETN then, because where do you have ETN this
2: week? I've got ETN at 10. So I've got him ahead of Swift. I got him ahead of Fournette, uh, Aaron Jones, Pierce, those guys. So look, with no James Robinson there, um, ETN is the dude. And it's also, like we said, it's a weird kind of overwhelming, um you know situation to go to london it's his first london game uh even though he made the trip last year and all that stuff um so i just think what do you do when you're uh you know traveling a bunch and had a weird week you probably just hand the ball off to your running back and they don't have another guy to hand it off to it's him hasty they like snoop connor uh who they drafted out of Ole miss this year so but most of those touches are going to ET and I just think he's going to have a really big day in London. So Yeah, I mean, you know, I agree Montana.
1: with that. Yeah. Um, all those guys we talked about, I have over four net right now. I have him over for I have Fournette at 19 this week against Baltimore. Just Rashad White got an, a big increase in snaps. I wonder if it's going to continue. There's this I really interesting...
2: Do you what, really care about that? I just want to stop on that just for a second. Because I think it... it I, I just want to make this point that... Uh, and I see this on, you know, and I love Nate Janky is a godsend, I think, to uh, fantasy uh, players because he puts that giant report on PFF. If you have a PFF yep. subscription, you can go and look at it where he talks, you know, uh, routes, run, snap percentage, all that stuff. And he puts that out on Sunday. But there's sometimes some times where he'll talk about like, you know, like Rashad White getting uh, more snaps and stuff. But they're not letting White do anything with these snaps. These are blocking snaps. These are like obvious rundowns or obvious pass downs. Uh, or he runs around and doesn't get the ball thrown to him. So he's doing a lot of dirty work. And they're still giving Fournette touches. So I almost feel like they're putting Ro- White in here in these situations just to get Fournette a breather. Because when Fournette comes on the field, they keep giving him the ball, which also makes your offense incredibly pre- predictable. So I do think you need to give the ball to White Moore if you're going to have him out there and not just have him as a decoy because then the whole goddamn defense comes. So I don't know. It's just very frustrating to me that he's getting on the field and not getting touches uh, because especially with Fournette being so completely inept last week, give the dudes a touch
0: how can we be expected to teach Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh to learn
1: how to read if they can't even fit inside the building in this league
0: has to be at least three times bigger than this. Really?
1: But I think I mean, like my thought process on it is that's where we're heading. Like this. These are the big hope so. that get us there. Uh, also, the Bucks offense is inept right now. Like a PFF it's actually like
2: for three weeks with White. And they just keep not going to. And it may it's not, annoying. but
1: it's just, I'm also not enamored with Leonard Fournette right now in the Bucks offense. So I That's don't see I think to the, all the same stuff you kind of talked about with Camara, I kind of could throw into what's Absolutely. going on with Fournette. And 100%. Uh, PFF actually, they have an article up. They do it very early. It's like their first betting article. And the they had like three early things that they posted. And their number one was actually the under-receiving yard prop for Leonard Fournette at 29 and a half. Wow. And it was at due to the increase of Rashad White in the snap count. My only problem was I looked and it's like Leonard Fournette had crushed this like four or five weeks. Or maybe it was like four of six weeks, but the last two weeks he hadn't hit it. But he had like 80-yard receiving performances and stuff. And it just it feels like it's a good play because Fournette... I don't know, like the the, the positivity and the role he has in the offense seems to be have adjusted the last couple of weeks. But on a dime, they could change that. And we haven't seen enough. For, so while it's like I ding Fournette a little bit just because of how bad they've been in Rashad White's Here's- increased uh, snap percentage, I'm not quite ready to jump in on the under and receiving yards because
2: of that snap percentage for Rashad White. Yeah, first of all, the very first under that should have been written should have been Kyle Pitts receiving yards, right? That's number mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Uh, n- number two, uh, which I'll be taking on bet this league. So please tune in. Ah, uh, but ah, uh, number two, I want to I want to play a game real quick. Let me know, and I just want to double check this: how many touchdowns? Ah, uh, how many touchdowns does Alvin Kamara have this season? Um, I mean, you're
1: asking that because it's low. I that's think it's correct. a possibility it's that it's low. zero, but I think it's one.
2: That's what it is. It's zero. Oh, Zero. zero. Fournette yeah, has wow. five. You know, Fournette's not killing it, but he has four receiving, one rushing. Uh, so he has five touchdowns. That's the difference to me is Kamara has no touchdowns this year. Now, look, once again, that's high variance could get four this week and no one would bat an eye. They'd be like, well, there's Kamara, but it just hasn't happened. And under Andy Dalton, this offense has been bad and they're sticking with them which is just crazy to me. Like Andy Dalton is fine. He's a fine backup quarterback. You don't start him over Jameis Winston. I, I'm not the biggest Jameis fan, but Christ, he's better than Andy Dalton. So I don't know what they're doing in New Orleans. doesn't make any sense to me.
1: Yeah, it is, an, it is an odd one. So that's kind of that group. Moving down a little bit more, let me just ask you, where did you put Deontay Foreman this week?
2: Uh, You know, it's funny Atlanta. because this, this week I need to – see, I need to make moves on the fly here. Uh, because I haven't. Uh, well, done then, much. yeah, this so, is perfect. Then th- this, this think is I'd what I'm doing. Let's I'm gonna put fly. him at thirty. Um, I'm gonna have him what in? I, I put him at thirty. I'm gonna have him in the okay. same range of Herbert, Jamal Williams, Michael Carter, Daryl Henderson, David Montgomery, like in that grouping. So, and that's just below guys like Najee, Connor, Brian Robinson, Gus Edwards. So, uh, that's the group that I like him in.
1: I moved him to twenty-seven and that oh. might be little reactionary oh, I have little... to move
2: him to 26 my Texas yeah, well, if you really you.
1: if you really really want
2: him to be your guy I suppose you do yeah, uh, so I'll then... move him ahead of Michael Carter but I can I can't get him ahead of Henderson so 27 is what it's going to have to be for me uh, I think Henderson's a little a little bit banged up this week though I think it's he questionable. was up on the ball so I could move him ahead but well, if he's
1: Henderson... also going against the 49ers I just want to point out he's like he's banged up and he's going up against the 49ers I have
2: Daryl Henderson in the 30s I'm not going to be big on so, daryl henderson and i'm and i'm fine with not liking daryl henderson i don't really care like i want to see what happens with him uh more in the week if they're like ah no i practice friday saturday he's fine or if they're like mm, not gonna play you know uh but the, the um with foreman i guess my one worry is that chuba was still the guy that got the start even he though was foreman a starter, had, yeah. even though foreman had more touches and it, this is one of those like what if Chuba just jumps out in that first drive and looks amazing against Atlanta? And then I think they The go second Foreman. drive
1: goes to Foreman, though. I think, I think, it, I think it should.
2: I think it should, but you know, they kind of maybe they might like Chuba if they gave him the start. Maybe they want to give it to him. I don't know. Uh, there's just so many directions I could see that. Backfield but but going you there.
1: saw Henderson uh, or you saw uh, Foreman in on the passing downs. It's actually funny. It's kind of like the Daryl Henderson stuff where you Foreman's where you're my guy. Much, uh, I yeah, love so Foreman. He, Foreman on the passing downs, more the breakaway guy, Atlanta, Atlanta, not a great setup. Um, I'm not making this huge case for him or anything like that, but I put right. him up at no. 27. He's just, he's a, just good a, guy he's, a, he's, a he's a must-start yeah. flex. I think.
2: What about, what are you doing with uh, Antonio Gibson?
1: That's funny. I actually just made a move. So I've got him inside as a flex because remember he's my sleeper RB of the week. So I think he's a startable asset. I've currently got him at 35. I moved him above A.J. Dillon, which kind of hurt, but it just it is what it is with A.J. Dillon at this point. I Um, don't think that even
2: hurts, not with the way A.J. Dillon's been playing. So I have him at 31. I put him behind uh, Herbert, one spot behind Herbert, one spot ahead of Melvin Gordon, and one spot uh, or two spots ahead of A.J. Dillon, like you said.
1: Okay, so we got some general range, guys. I think we're a little bit off on like Herbert and... Uh, david montgomery because where'd you have david montgomery like in the 30s uh, 29 25 oh I, you have been 25 i've been 25 okay so we yeah exactly i've herbert at 30
2: reason. like i don't know they're just they, I, they should go to herbert i think we all know that right that's not a question you look with the eye test tells you herbert is way better than david montgomery they just keep not doing it they just keep having montgomery roll out there first and uh, I I just don't understand it. Like, just make the move and go to Herbert. It doesn't doesn't make any sense to me.
1: Couple other real quick ones, and let's go to wideouts. If James Connor returned to practice on Wednesday, what do you do with Connor and Benjamin? Because I've moved
2: I him up. Yeah, I just because I still have
1: Benjamin at twenty six and Connor defaultly was in the forties, and I haven't made the move yet. But I feel like if Connor, I flipped him.
2: I, so got, you're I got Connor in the twenties. I got Connor at twenty two. I've got Eno at thirty eight.
1: Man, see, I, I don't know. Eno looks so explosive out there. I just I'm trying to like I I think I'm gonna go Eno, I'm gonna do it right here. Eno at 33, right behind I'm actually moved Daryl Henderson up and James Connor probably to thirty. I think they just eat into each other like in that respect. I think Connor gets a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I think Eno has more
2: yards. Uh That's look, I mean that is probably the perfect scenario to draw up as connor gets a touchdown and you know gets the yards and that's probably what they want to do i just you know if connor is anything better than questionable they like to give him just everything so you know last one
1: running back one naheem hines with ellinger oh that's a good one
2: uh did i move hines yet i haven't i moved him up
1: and he's in the 30s for me i have not moved him up yet hold
2: on let me do it right now i'm gonna put him at I'm gonna put him ahead of Dylan. So give give me thirty, uh thirty-four for Naheem Hines. Can I get thirty-four?
1: Uh all right, so we're both in the same range. He's a flex option with Ellinger most likely gonna be throwing a lot of short passes in this game. Naheem Hines, maybe an opportunity to collect five, six, seven catches. Uh, you know, depending how much Ellinger actually passes, uh, we are gonna see him be involved. That's actually gonna be the funny thing here. Like, we like a lot of the short-range guys, but the big key is going to be how much does Ellinger actually throw the ball. You know, if he throws it 30 times, oh, my God, it's probably going to be Paris Campbell, eight catches, Naheem Hines, seven catches, Taylor, six catches, and Pittman has four. You know, that's probably how it's going to end up looking, something like that. But if he only throws 15 times or 16 times a game, then it's going to be a little bit rougher. You know, Hines might not have a big day, but we're both moving. Yeah, hopefully
2: he's not Marcus Mariota and, you know, it kills Pittman and... Uh, everybody else in the Colts offense, not named Taylor. So yeah. uh, I, I think they'll let him uh, rip it. And did you see Matt Ryan, uh, what Matt Ryan said about Sam Ellinger? I love Sam. I think he's going to be a great professional, and my job just switches to helping him. I think he's going to be awesome for us. Wow. That's, that's what you want to hear. That's the anti-Joe Flacco. Yeah, you think you're going to hear that from Baker Mayfield? Don't think yeah. so. I no, don't Matt think so, Ryan
1: Scooter. Pro.
2: Matt Ryan also getting paid a lot of money to not do much
1: so yeah you know, he i mean he gets to pay get paid all that money to just sit on the bench and coach essentially he's going to be coaching for the rest of the season while making all the same money and not being hit so that's yeah. not a bad thing when you're in your yeah, 30s. it's
2: not a bad gig if you can get it you know
1: mm-hmm uh those lifetime uh backup quarterbacks it's not the worst gig in the world yeah. making all that freaking money Daniel,
2: no cte and so yeah, keeping much keeping your brain
1: yeah keeping yeah. your brain together not bad uh on the wide receivers it's a lot of the same crew i am curious at what did you do with Tyreek Hill. Uh, Tyreek Hill comes in DCR four. Did you put him in number one? Okay. Number I, res- one. I respect that because I put him at three and I was like, boy, I want to, I kind of want to jump him up to two or one.
2: Yeah. Look, uh, hate putting him ahead of Cup, right? But he's Tyreek. Like there's Tyreek and Cup uh, have their own brand, their own window. Y- you put Jefferson and Chase in there too. Uh, Diggs is like right on the outside looking in. And I want to put AJ Brown in real bad. Like, uh, that mm, one that through six. Okay, uh, that th- that one through six, I mean, it's not even about the the opponent. I mean, it is for the rank for the week, but just that grouping of wide receivers are just so much better than every other wide receiver. It's unbelievable. Uh, it's like their own heavenly tier. Uh, and Devontae Adams, you can put in there, I guess. Uh, so it'd be Hill Cup, Jefferson Chase, Diggs, and Adams. Like those guys like- are just. So it's much, much the better, better than everybody
1: else. Yeah. yeah, it's all the same crew. Okay. Uh, well, actually, I want to get to this other one in one second. But Mike, uh, Mike Evans, I am very worried about whatever's going on with him. The disconnect. I think he's uh, he got a questionable a tag on this week. Matchup. I moved yeah. I moved him. It's it, yeah. The matchup jumps out, but I put him pretty far down. I'm going all Chris Godwin this week. Where I think I have Chris Godwin higher than the consensus, but I think I'm down on I've got right one
2: ahead now. of or I have yeah, I've got one ahead of Evans for sure. Where'd you put I Evans?
1: Have, I put him at 17. I got him at 16. I
2: got oh, Godwin. okay. And he's 13. eleven ECR. Where I'm do you actually have gonna move Godwin up right now to twelve because I hate Debo. Where so, do you have Godwin? Uh I've got one at twelve. I just moved I him to twelve. Right now. Uh Evans at sixteen. Actually, I'm gonna I think I'm gonna move Debo down even
1: more. Okay, so this is uh, this is gonna be my question though that Uh, I was gonna gonna go to. Now you're already doing it. Was Amonra St. Brown or Debo this week?
2: Okay, so I have Debo ahead of Amonra St. Brown, and it's just because of of, it's just because of the questionable tag on Amonra. I hope he's gonna be fine. (laughs) Change. I know you hate Debo, and by the way, just on the stages that we did. Uh, Joe was giving you props uh, out of nowhere just when oh. we started talking about Debo because he said, Welsh looks like goddamn Nostradamus over there uh, saying that Debo is going to suck. And I said, hey, Welsh, you're the Debo guy. And he said, I know, but I'm telling you, I'll watch him and sell him. And he, we were trying to convince a guy to sell Debo. So, oh, um got to get – yeah, was- I mean uh- –
1: Again, I guess if I if if I put the attention into everything I do that I did the 49ers, I would probably be a goddamn genius. And I try. <laughs> but like I watch every damn play of Debo, and it's done. And I'm telling you, you got to You got to change that one. He's also nursing something this week. He's one of the biggest crybabies in the NFL. You think he's going to he be just full loves to perform go?
2: against Jalen? That's the thing is he gets up to, to play against Ramsey and yeah. make him look like a bitch. So, I just don't
1: think he's going to get up to play. I think it's going to be Kittle. I think this is going to be McCaffrey. I got a Monroe at 14, and I feel like it's low. His ECR I mean, is 12. I got, I got Debo at 16, and I'm I, ready to go lower.
2: Look, I'm not going to hate on your ranking at all. Uh, I'm just not going to change mine, right? Uh, so uh, I, I completely agree with you that uh, what I'm most interested in, in seeing this week is uh, honestly – you know, outside of if the Steelers can upset the Eagles. Uh, I, I'm most interested in seeing how Christian McCaffrey changes totally. the whole look of the 49ers offense, right? Do they just, do they, do they go to the Atlanta system and only let Jimmy throw 15 passes? And if McCaffrey's getting everything, they're going to go to the Carolina offense and not do anything for anybody else. It hurts Ayo Kittle and Depot. So... Yeah, I don't think they're going to do any out. of that. I think
1: it's going to be a lot of the same of what we've seen. Christian McCaffrey offers in the the ability to, A, be even more dynamic as they move the ball around, or I'm sorry, as they motion before the pre-snap, which is going to cause confusion, and it's going to create uh, play action even better. It's going to create a better play action. I think, if anything, Jimmy
0: could even up pass more... SportsGrid.com, betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: You want to punch me right now, but you won't. Why don't you punch me in the face? Punch me in the face!
0: Hey, Derek, you know what's always good for shoulder pain? What? If you lick my... In this league...
1: Because one thing you now have is you have maybe two of the great is there in and tell me, is there a better combo of players? And even though I've been crapping on him, is there a better combo of two players to have below the line of scrimmage than
2: McCaffrey and Debo behind the line of scrimmage? Uh, I mean, the only one I can think of is Tyreek Hill and anybody, but uh, you know, uh, yeah, well Tyreek Hill individually. Uh, I'm saying, give
1: me a duo, give me a duo no, that no, competes with McCaffrey and Debo I, behind the line of scrimmage.
2: Yeah, I mean they're both very good, so uh, probably not. I mean, that's so what why I'm getting I just, all those picks for CMC, and, and I think yeah. they can
1: create more play action. That's going to be able to, you know, play action McCaffrey it could open and everything could up. It, that's
2: the whole thing. It could open everything up and and be much better. And I think that's the dream when you trade for a guy, especially with all the picks he gave up. To get McCaffrey, that's the dream, is that it's going to be the key to unlock everything, right? Uh, But does it turn into, well, you know, we thought Jimmy G was better. He's not good even with CMC back there. So let's just give the ball to CMC a bunch of times. Which is what every offense has done with CMC. Even, you know, uh, the the one time it was unlocked was in Cam Newton's MVP year. So,
1: yeah. Uh, just still. uh, By the way, if 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 they even dare post Debo's rushing yard prop this week, I'm smashing the under <laughs> without thinking. I won't think twice. I won't if they. It's got to be around 15, like that 14, 15, like they've been doing. I'm not gonna do a 10, ha- but I know uh, they haven't posted not, anything I got yet. I gotta
2: pulled up. So no, it's uh-huh. not
1: yet. But if they do, I'm gonna smash it. Uh, here's a big one. DJ Moore. DJ Moore. Uh, not only was one of my picks this week, but on the Athletic, it was Jake's big start this week the targets went back. There's not a whole lot of other guys. It's a great matchup ECR. I didn't realize the ECR guys have jumped really heavy on it. He's already the 23rd wide receiver. So people are back. <laughs> I don't have him that high. I haven't moved
2: him that high yet. I, I got I him do at have a... 23. <laughs> okay. Do you? <laughs> yes. Uh, Cause I, you know, it's funny. Cause as you're talking, I'm like, Oh, I do need to move more up. And I'm like, Ugh. so I just moved them out of a questionable Alan Lazard. And I was like, 23 looks good. And then you said 23 because, and you know, you know who I have one spot ahead of him. You're going to roll your eyes. Are you ready? Everybody ready for a If you say if you hard...
1: Juju, I'm going to. Nope. I'm well, leaving. Juju's
2: on a bye. So I do not have oh, yeah. Juju ahead yeah, of him. Right. Uh So, but are you, are you guys ready to watch uh the Welsh's eyes roll out of his skull? All right. I have him one spot behind Terry McCormick. So.